I haven't I haven't done an uh, intro yet. So how how do you think I should start this podcast? Should I have an intro? Should it just be a cold open? What's what should we do here? I think it should be a cold open. I think cold opens are, are the way forward these days. I love cold opens. Is this cold the cold open? I think we just I, found the cold open. This is the cold open. Is this the start of the podcast? Well, I'm not even recording. Wait. <laughs> Wait, can we do that bit again? Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. Let's start. Squadrons came out. Let's talk about the overview and the launch of the, the game first. So thanks to friend of the podcast, Arcross, for giving me his Steam uh, code that he was given. I was able to actually jump into the game early and not have to stay up I... until like midnight my time. You got one of the fabled J dot codes. I yes. did. Uh huh. I wasn't expecting get a, to get a code from J dot. It was like what two in the morning, about two days before the game came out, and he just sent me a message saying, "Oh, what platform do you want the game on?" And I <laughs> I sent a message back saying, "Is this for Operation Ace?" And he was like, "Nah." And then he said something about big boy space battle people or something, <laughs> and they just sent. They asked. He said. I, I said uh, origin. I want it on origin, and he just replied back with Steam. Full stop. <laughs> and, then like, and then, like eight hours later, he just sent me a code. Brilliant! Yeah, J Dot's awesome. But yeah, so I, I got to play it like six hours early after I finished installing it, and I did the first mission of the campaign. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. I oh, well, I was supposed to be talking about multiplayer. So but anyway, let, let's start off first off. Leading into that, I had no idea until I was on stream that someone said you can actually quit and go to the menu before, like, without playing the first camp, like, campaign mission. I didn't know that when I played on Steam, so I played through the first mission, and then um, for some like matchmaking issues, I had to switch to Origin. And someone on stream was like, "Oh yeah, you can just like quit out of it." It's like, what? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you just pause when you get through the customization yeah. part. And then you can go to the menu. That's quite good. I, yeah, no, I, I just played through it because I thought one, I have to play, I have to play through it, and two, I don't know, I just wanted to play something. Exactly. Um, and so, for those who had played through the first mission, fantastic! It's a good tutorial about what what does what, how the game feels, and overall a good overview to start off with. Yeah, a great start to the actual story post prologue. Definitely. And man, let, let's talk about the overall feel of the game. Goodness gracious, it feels wonderful to play. The controls are great. Um, and it just looks very cinematic. Mm. Yeah, See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the middle at the moment. I'm not, I'm not unconvinced by the game, but I'm not convinced by the game at the same time. Okay. I, I sort of sit in the middle where I, I feel like it's similar. Because like, I've played, you know, I play a lot of Elite, or I used to. And so I'm very used to, you know, to the CQC combat in that. And the game is sim similar enough to Elite's CQC combat that, you know, I can get the hang of it and everything. But then there's just, there's something off about it with the flying, where, or at least with mouse and keyboard, I find myself sort of like really struggling to line up shots and staying on target. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've just had too much cider or... <laughs> Definitely a possibility there. <laughs> so I have not played it mouse and keyboard at all. Um, I went into it like I I'm I don't really want to play mouse and keyboard. Um, anytime I've played any Starfighter games, I find that key, uh, controller is so much better for me. 
So yeah, it to me, it definitely seems like a game that would be more kind of beneficial if you use a controller. To be honest, I mean, I I'm a controller player anyway, so for me, it's just my my natural um, my natural game with it. But like, uh. yeah, so I, I can see why mouse and keyboard would be a struggle. I mean, I've seen a few people, I've seen a lot of people saying they're struggling with it actually. So you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about the the feel of of the controls? Um... Ethan, you said that they don't really work well for controller. I mean, on, on mouse and keyboard. Have you played any of the controller? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit. But um, unlike Mike, I'm not really a controller player. So, um, you know, I'd have to spend a bit of time getting used to it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that reason, I've stuck with mouse and keyboard just, you know, for the sake of you know wanting to play it at the time, you know, as best as I could. Yeah, I, I, I feel like... The key. I, I feel like it was definitely designed with um, Hotas and key. Uh, sorry, and controllers in mind first, and then keyboard and mouse as like a secondary thing. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, it, it's it's it has vector aiming, right? Which is where if you if you move the mouse or if you move the the thumbstick on the controller, it moves the cursor, and then the ship follows that cursor, mm-hmm. as opposed to you just controlling it like you would in Battlefront, you know, yeah. like, like a camera basically. Which it yeah, it works really well with like a, a sort of like a, a joystick or um, Hotas setup. But I feel like with, with 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 a mouse, it needs a lot of refinement to work correctly. Like Elite or uh, uh, some people, a lot of people, uh, at least on the Steam forums, have mentioned. Um, I think it's War Thunder, which has uh, that's the when we like fly um, World War Two planes around. It's like a yeah. Apparently, War Thunder is very good vector aiming, which works well with mouse and keyboard. So yeah, I I I feel like it's not necessarily a mouse and keyboard problem, and more of a uh, maybe a lack of thought. I mean, it's just, it, I don't I don't think mouse and keyboard is well implemented. Is what I'm trying to say. Going into Battlefront 2 versus Squadrons, I, th- I know that was a big question that a lot of us were were wondering about when the game got announced. Is like, what's what's the huge difference between this? Why don't why should I play Squadrons when I have Battlefront 2 Starfighter Assault? And it definitely, definitely um, separates itself from Battlefront in key gameplay ways. I mean, they took a lot of insp- inspiration from uh, Starfighter Assault, clearly having the descriptions of the ship carried over directly from Battlefront 2. Were but they? yes. Yep, they were, um, yeah. Didn't notice that. <laughs> it's really really cool to see uh the inspiration there. But how do you how do you feel about the differences between uh Battlefront 2 versus uh Squadrons? Yeah, I I really like it. It it feels far more in depth. Like if you if you look at squadrons and compare it to Starfighter Assault, like the overall basic controls, like when you're rolling and you know throttle up and down and all that stuff, like that's obviously the same as you know as I was expecting. But then you've just got the you know you've got the power management system, the components that will change up how your ship plays out, and it makes it just makes the game feel so much more in depth. Like my interceptor, I've got a component on it which means its acceleration is doubled from its base and. I can always feel that difference no matter what, even if my engine powers at like the lowest, it just darts forward, you know, and no matter what class it feels even more unique than Starfighter Assault ever did. Like I'm like obviously bombers are slower in as you know, as always, but it feels like there's so much more of a difference in squadrons for me than Starfighter Assault and it just yeah, I'm 
I'm really enjoying it because I like Starfighter Assault, don't get me wrong, but the fact that this game focuses purely on the Starfighter combat, just it, it feels a lot more immersive and real to what I'd want. Um, I was just going to say, um, I've been, I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the Steam forums right now and there's a lot of praise coming from the VR people in that everything feels so well, uh, like they, they feel very well immersed in it um, from a purely um, aesthetic like uh, point of view. Um, they've got you know tons of like effects and like you know like on-screen effects, camera effects and stuff, which really help immerse the player. And especially when you're doing things like um, uh, like you were saying, like you've like your intercept has got the thing where it doubles your acceleration. Um, I'm not sure if it comes across on like a static screen like we like we all play on, but on VR, but it's, from what I can tell in the videos, it sort of like moves the camera about as if like you were like in there with your head, mm -hmm. getting so, like, pressed against get, the, get, the chair. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that. Or maybe it's just the players like doing that naturally. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if so, that's just a, a testament mm -hmm. to how, you know, immersive the game actually is. Yeah, it's definitely one of those tentpole games. Uh, for, for the longest period, VR games have been either a supplemental thing for the game or completely ignored or poorly implemented. But this is like they really took into consideration the platform that is VR how people play vr games yeah 100 percent. so i love that aspect um i also noticed in the menus it definitely seems like it was very much made for vr in terms of customizing the ships going into the hangar bay and oh, yeah. like where you have to actually move your mouse up to look at um the ship to be able to customize it look at the box so that's something that i feel has definitely inspired the the ui uh for sure for sure I just I just want to circle back around quickly because you mentioned um, uh, the ship customization where you can it's clearly designed for VR first right but um, I'll, I'm circling back to the the whole like keep on a mouse thing mm -hmm. uh, there's this very specific issue on that screen where if you're viewing your ship on keep on a mouse for some reason like the movement on the mouse is very jittery and mm. some people reckon it's um, something to do with how they interpolate mo uh, like movement between of for like VR headsets or something yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it justifies my bad play. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool to see the the different things that they took inspiration from. Um, now let's go on to multiplayer and matchmaking, and the overall feel of the different game modes. So f let's start off with how have you guys found the the crossplay? Because this is the first Star Wars crossplay game. This is one of the early adopters it's not the first adopter of crossplay for ea but this was one of the earlier ones um how do you how do you overall feel about getting into games and how that's worked so far yeah i i think it's it's great i mean yeah you were saying about um you know talking about ea games stuff i i believe it's the first ea game that has crossplay at launch because obviously Need for Speed Heat and Apex Legends have crossplay, but they were added in post-launch. So that was obviously there was a hero hero game that EA came out with. It's like a more towards like um, Overwatch, and I think that came oh, out. Oh, Rocket Arena, Rocket. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, Rocket Arena. Yeah, that has oh, that yeah. crossplay. Was launch, that? Course, I don't know so. if it was at launch though. I uh, think it was at launch. I think it. Yeah, I know, it was sure definitely it was, the first yeah. EA game to have yeah. crossplay. Okay. Well, I, I was wrong, but yeah, that was a, a <laughs> okay. The first EA game that wasn't an EA original, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, um, no, I, I I love it because the 
the thing is, like, obviously, there's always been this whole stupid console wars that are just, as I said, stupid. And, like, the beauty <laughs> Key word of, of that sentence is, there, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the beauty of having crossplay is that everyone can just play on their desired platform and play the way they want to, but also play with their friends on other platforms, mm, playing yeah. the way that they want to. Like, on I'm stream. obviously on PS... Exactly. Um, like, yeah, exactly. Like, we, we, yeah. So, a little plug here. We stream every Saturday at 1 p.m. MST. 8 p.m. BST. Great time. One of the highlights of my week. I love jumping in on a stream, but there's a lot of players that are like, oh man, I wish I could play Battlefront with you, but I'm on Xbox. I'm not on PC. I'm on PlayStation. I'm not on PC. Mm-hmm. But now we've been able to play with a whole wide range of uh, listeners who play on different platforms. And it's so great. Like if you have in 2020 and forward, if you have a game that comes out and is launched on multiplayer on multiple consoles, there isn't really a reason to, there isn't a valid reason to not have crossplay. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's opened up so many, uh, I wouldn't say doors, but like possibilities, like, like for example, yeah, possibilities. And like, for example, um, uh, uh plugin rogue company here um rogue company has crossplay right and out of the blue we kind of just asked um if people like uh i think i might, I might have been streaming it a while back i can't quite remember i think it was um me and my friend kieran were playing and then uh we wanted a full squad so we asked yepper and um oh, who was it uh i said dinko maybe i can't remember who it was exactly but yeah like that wouldn't have been possible without crossplay because mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure they're both on console, and now they're and now, and now they're regulars in the in the friends chat, which is yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dinko's great. Yeah, Yepper's nice. awesome. Mr. Dinko's going to be on the Uplink Squadron. Let's go. Ooh, very good, very good. <laughs> also, one thing that I wanted to shout out uh, before we get further in the episode: um, this Saturday, October 10th, at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Operation Ace is happening. It's a huge esports event featuring many of the creators we've got. Let's 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 name them off here. Uh, Bombastic Squadron, the squadron you should root for because it's featuring myself, and we're definitely going to win. Um, the Senate <laughs> be, Squadron, be there or be not Senate Squadron. <laughs> Who we have some representation of uh, Senate Squadron on the podcast today. Ethan will be joining Elliot and a bunch of other people uh, for their squadron. <laughs> Star Wars Explained. Alex is going to be having his own squadron. I don't know how valid the judging will be because someone who was running the event shaved off his beard to rock a mustache for Mustache Squadron. <laughs> I don't know if there's fair representation there. I think the person mm. who runs the event should be kind of unbiased, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to friend of the podcast, Boom uh, Boomstick. Yeah, Great guy. Boomstick. I, I love Boom. The, the spearheader of this. Yeah. Fantastic guy. Um, who else? We've got the Shio Squadron. With Azatru. Azatru. Then there's Eckhart's Ladder with um, Twin Suns Squadron. Yes. So we've got five great uh, creators that they're putting together a huge esports event. Razor will be sponsoring it. Um, and all of the creators are fighting for different commendations. Um, so basically, a squadron, you, you have to meet certain requirements to win the big grand prize and then there are other commendations that like most damage dealt most kills uh, most wins kind of thing um but definitely go there at operation ace 
on Twitter to get the full details. Do it. Do it. But now going forward, let, let's let's continue the the, the, the conversation around crossplay. Have you guys experienced the problems with finding or getting involved with other people on other platforms? Because I've had a terrible time getting people together. Because you have EA friends and then you have Origin friends. No, yeah, you've got you've got you, yeah, you've got your Origin or EA play friends as as they're called now. Yeah, true. Um, and your Steam friends, and then you have. But everything's done through Origin in the back end, I think. So even if yeah, someone is on Xbox, they're still yeah. So uh, for example, Elliot was streaming Squadrons uh, the other day, and he asked me if I wanted to join. So I so I said, of course, I said yes. And he was looking for me on his on his list, and I had Squadrons open. I was on the menu and ready to play, mm-hmm. but I it, like I just wasn't showing up on the list. In the end, he had to send me a an invite through Steam even though we weren't even friends on Steam. And that was the only way to get it to work. It's, yeah. It was a weird, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I haven't had too many issues. Like me being on PS4, I don't have that whole um, like EA Play friends, Steam friends issue. But like for me, it's just PS4 friends and EA friends. The mm-hmm. only thing like I found is that my friends list, like once it's all for, I've got way too many friends on PlayStation because <laughs> of streaming and stuff. But Creator um, problems. Yeah, um, but basically, the the my friends list just keeps flickering. So I'll be trying to I'll be trying to invite someone to my squad, but they'll constantly be moving around, and I can't mm-hmm. get it. That only happens on the PS4 friends, so I think luckily, um, I don't think it's really too much of an issue now. But it was like at the start, so trying to get people into my squad was quite infuriating. But I think it's okay now. Um, it's, al- but- it's always been a, a battlefront problem, isn't it? Or at least mm-hmm. the frostbite Star Wars frostbite game problem, but the friends list never quite works as intended somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've had so many problems with Battlefront, <laughs> where, like, we've experienced it on stream so many times. Like, I will be able to see two people, and then someone else in the party will be able to see everyone, and then they have to send the invite. Um, I experienced this a little bit with Squadrons. Um, one of the friends of the podcast wanted to play with us. And they could invite me to the party, but anytime I started to try to invite them to the party, it didn't show up. Weird. I, do you remember that time we tried to um, get into a Battlefront 2015 private lobby with uh, Wolf of Wolf? And, yes. Uh, that, and was and everything. Real, that was yeah, weird. That, that was chaos. Was... Like we had to like chain all of the invites correctly mm-hmm. and perfectly. Yeah. in order for it to work because only certain people could invite others even though we were all friends on mm. origin so we had to get like the right chain of people in yeah. the right order and in, in, in the end uh ginger giant i think it was or yeah it was it was ginger giant yeah he he was the only person who could see everyone it, we got it to work eventually and it took like two hours <laughs> fiddling around <laughs> yeah it was horrible yeah but um for a first time doing something like this this is uh motives is this motives first game as a company besides this battlefront their, this is their yeah. first yeah. solo so game this is the yeah absolutely yeah because they, because they've they've been a support studio for a while haven't they they helped mm-hmm. with um the vehicles no they, yeah, no, they didn't they were there was... them as a company were created in 2015 i believe yeah, um, and they helped with the single player part of Battlefront Two. I think that's, that's right. It. Yeah, I'm sure they they were working on something else before, weren't they? Or at least they were helping another studio. 
Let's help in EA Vancouver. So Squadrons and Battlefront 2 are the only games that they have worked on. Uh, Interesting. They were founded in July 13th of 2015. Uh, The founder is Jade Raymond. Yeah, so this is their first full all-of-them game. Um, And they came out of the blocks running. They sure did. I love the going into the actual outside of the game experience going into basically the process of the game it launched um it wasn't a perfect launch it had a lot of issues in terms of multiplayer people were able to launch the game and jump through and play through the campaign but friend of the friend of the podcast boomstick was planning on a 24-hour screen but was getting the code 918 of death Oh my god, yes. So many people had that problem. And I'm, I'm still not even sure what the cause is. I, yeah, some sure people it was their VPNs, and other people it wasn't really anything. Well, yeah, like, because we assumed, because there was a what we thought was a clear trend of people who had used a VPN to play the game before it had launched in their time zone, mm-hmm. and then getting the error code. But, but then Boomstick didn't launched, do that at all. Yeah. And I noticed that because, again, on the Steam forums, you could see um, after it had released globally, people who had launched the game for the first time started getting it as well. I, has that issue been solved? Is that something that's been dealt I with I think now, so, because still... I haven't seen it recently. But again, it could just be something that had a big yeah. influx in the beginning. Yeah, I think it has been sorted for the most part, kind of just back end, because... Um, a friend of mine, Chad the Dad, he had the issue and he's now actually playing the multiplayer as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, I think it's sorted now, but obviously, yeah, it, it, like that coming out at launch was a big issue because I think a lot of people were actually like, you know, refunding it because of refunding the game because of that issue. Um, and obviously, it just it's kind of one of those things that like, oh, this is happening. I'm not going to play this for a while now until it gets fixed. Mm-hmm. But that they might not necessarily see that it's been fixed for a while and it's just obviously quite yeah. damaging to the player base. And But as far as launch controversies go, this has been smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, the... I, I, I have to agree and disagree there. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this has been reflected anywhere else on the internet. But um, So so recently I started um, moderating the Steam Hub for Star Wars Squadrons. Look at you, fancy boy. Yeah, I can I can do all sorts on Steam now. I don't mean to stray too far off the topic, and I know this is a, a nice cozy podcast, but the amount of racist, homophobic, transphobic, just downright True. toxic stuff I've seen and I've, and I've had to ban people for and delete. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about valid controversies here, okay. <laughs> as oh, far right, as valid okay. controversies go, this has been yeah, it's a v- very good. Um <laughs> yes. There have been a lot of racist and transphobic, homophobic um, things going around the community, which is really bad to see. Um, mm, completely yeah. different section. I would like to talk about, um, we'll, we'll go further in depth in a future podcast episode. Um, and again, this is this is the first episode of Star Wars Uplink, uh, the Uplink podcast. Um, this isn't just a... Star Wars Squadrons podcast. It's a Star Wars video game podcast, Star Wars gaming podcast. So we will be covering, we'll still be covering Battlefront. We'll still be covering um, all of the, all of the wide world of 
Star Wars video games. But right now, the big focus is squadrons. Are we going to cover like films and shows and stuff? That will be Uplink Plus. That's where that will be. Fancy. You're on the Apple route. Exactly. Apple, uh, <laughs> Uplink, plo, uh, Uplink Plus Pro Max it will be the additional show. <laughs> so we, we started, I started streaming the, the day it came out. I could not figure out how to turn off voice chat, but I, I couldn't hear anybody. They were talking, but they could all hear me on stream. And so they jumped on my stream and started calling me mean names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had the exact same issue. I, I was I was streaming it on the first night before it came out, and I couldn't hear them. Apparently, they could hear. Someone popped up in the Twitch chat and said that they could hear me or something like that, which was bizarre because I, I was sure that I had turned my microphone off in the game. I, for the life of me, could not find where to turn it off. I was like, "Where is it?" It's like I guess it's off, but I couldn't find it out. Um, but yeah, they jumped in. Like, what I want to talk about is the community around squadrons like it is a new game it has so much potential it's a whole new world of possibility (laughs) and right off the bat before the game came out playing it before it officially launched where we were people were jumping in my stream and calling me uh mean names calling me i stink and that was about (laughs) as That was it. I mean, so I got off of it easy. They were just saying it for no reason? Yeah, they were like... And it was just one guy who jumped on stream uh, who was in my party, and he was saying the other people were saying, I stink and I suck. Um, What the hell? Exactly. That is the opposite of what you are. Come on. (laughs) They need to go look in the, the, the Star Wars creator encyclopedia and see that, no, that's... They've read the wrong entry. <laughs> That's appreciated, Ethan. Um, you know, stinky. You know, stinky. <laughs> I take showers. I use deodorant. <laughs> Cologne. I, I'm I'm sure they must have skipped right to the to the like the Quinn Knight chapter or something. I don't know. They yeah. That must be it. But I I, I do hope that that levels it out and that isn't the example of the community. Um, yeah. So hopefully going forward, and we'll we'll talk about it in another podcast. And as far as the community that sprung springs mm. up around squadrons, but this one I just wanted to be overview of Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, I think it's a good place to start the podcast. We've got the the new Star Wars game out. Um, this isn't just going to be a Squadrons podcast, but it will be a big focus because it is the largest and newest. Um, game in the star wars universe for now i i do hope um we see a bigger star wars game and sorry i've i just want to get to it because i've got a um a section of my notes it's the biggest section that i wrote um but i want to talk uh, can we just talk about the scope of the game and people's yeah. expectations let's do because, it because because i've seen a lot of people who have come into this expecting something similarly sized to battlefront and you know had their expectations not obliterated, maybe. <laughs> what's what's the opposite of that? What but, do I say? They're, they're just the disappointed, right? Disappointed, readjusted, yeah. Because, because maybe. They s- readjust. Well, no, not readjusted because because they've set their expectations too high. They've compared mm-hmm. it to Battlefront, and they've come into yeah. this, and suddenly they've got a small scale, uh, not a triple A, but like a double A. Yeah, I mean, it's forty dollars. Title. Yeah, it's. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's. 
it's, it's actually two thirds of the price that it normally is. And yeah. was it like so thirty five pounds? Yeah, it's thirty five pounds in the UK, and it's just kind of well. So I, when I was at uni the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was speaking to my lecturer and he was saying, like, oh, so with squadrons and stuff like that, we were having a bit of a conversation. And then I was saying another good thing is about like how, how cheap it is. You know, it's £35 as opposed to like 55 60 that you normally see. And then someone just chimed in and said, yeah, but that's because it's got no content. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Like the game is literally, well, yeah, I mean it's a smaller game and obviously yeah. that's why they're not going to charge that much for it so but I, I like you don't see other you don't see people complaining about it when it's not ea or star wars mm-hmm. if you get what i mean like if you look at something like um rogue company yeah like rogue company for example that's gone free to play recently so maybe that's Rain- rainbow six siege when it launched it was very small it's still a small game compared to battlefront um yeah i mean it is a small well i wouldn't say it's a small game like it has a lot of width but not a lot of depth if that mm-hmm. makes sense or at least i feel like I, I, there's a lot of stuff but there's not um yeah and i think so squadrons is the reverse of that we've got there's so much depth in the gameplay and like the skill floor in and of itself is super high compared to other games but overall like the maps and the the customization is pretty pretty wide and what you can do there um mm-hmm. but the scope of the game isn't battlefront and it it can't it shouldn't be battlefront it's forty dollars um they i think they set the expectations very well and this is a they, yeah, they, absolutely uh, i think it was ian fraser said it said it himself like this is go we want this to game to be um like the games you'd get in the 90s um growing up like absolutely that's what it feels like it fe- yeah like it, it feels like a ps2 game to me like a mm. like that sort of scale you know not like a gta scale thing but like you know like that sort of like the average game of that era yeah it feels like what what i'm playing when i play squadrons which is nice yeah and the the amount of times they've reiterated that point as well like ian has said it countless times on twitter before he said it in the um in the multiplayer playtest that i had last wednesday as well he he reiterated the point that this you know what we're doing here is kind of you pay 40 dollars that here's the game that's it like we don't want you know, he literally said, like, we don't want any of your money. This is this is the thing. Like, they've they've kind of, you know, told us exactly almost what to expect with the game. But people are still kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, there's there's probably going to be more. And they're, they're setting their expectations unrealistically high. And I think based on how the game's launched so far with um, what, you know, Game Changer reviews, like actual reviews from the press as well, overall yeah, they've been overall very positive. They have, yeah, and that's the thing. And a lot of, not all community reactions, of course, but a lot of the community as well have been absolutely loving the game. And just even before launch, like, there was already a lot of possibility, and I'm kind of hoping that they see this community reaction and they kind of dive into it because there's so many more maps they could add, so many customization options, maybe new ships, new game modes. Like, there is a lot they can do, and um, I think the community is there. For it, really. I would really like to see Clone Wars content, and I don't—I don't mean to come back to the old Battlefront circle <laughs> joke of "Where's the Clone Wars?" Yeah, why don't we have the Clone Wars? Why aren't we making the Clone Wars right now? But um, I, I feel like because all pretty much all of the Star Wars like Starfighter games have been um, OT sort of era, roughly, mm. haven't they? They've all been mm-hmm. yeah. The I feel Rogue, like Clone Wars could be kind of fun. Rogue Squadron was 
original trilogy. I personally love the original trilogy for the ship combat. Like, I think it's so great. But there's a whole world of content. Like, we always say, there's a whole world of content in the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think I think Squadrons is one of those games where it's going to be a creator and critic loved game um yeah and not so much maybe not so much um the average gamer but i think Mm -hmm. it's going to have a really strong player base and this is just like indicative of as a true friend of the podcast big voice in the community played with vic star can we can we take a moment and think about that for a second (laughs) at a guy from the um, from nascar or formula one driver yeah lando norris Norris. Mm -hmm. i was surprised to see that i was like that is vic star has 2.5 million followers on twitter (laughs) he's he's like yeah without a doubt like you know vic star is one of the biggest voices in gaming as well that's the thing 6.59 million subscribers he had a uh, Vixar had a stream last night or the night before where he had sixty six thousand concurrent viewers at one point. He was almost what he was almost the biggest stream in the entire world. What was he playing though? That's important. I, I don't know to be honest. He I, plays it, a I lot probably of, was like um, Warzone. It looks like yeah. okay. Yeah, that's to be expected. Not in a bad but, way. I don't mean that in a bad yeah. way. <laughs> no, I just mean for the viewers. I mean yeah. It's a huge game. It has a huge community. But yeah, just just taking that into note, he played with one of someone huge in the streaming community. And that that's awesome to see. So it may be one of those things that a lot of creators are playing. Um, but maybe it still has that EA mindset behind it in terms of the worldwide of gaming. Yeah. I, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to get... You know, awards left, right, and center. It's going to be a big critical success. Um, it's going to have a probably, I, I imagine, a small but s- strong and consistent player base for a long time. I don't see it being a a widely played game, or at least not beyond the you know these launch week, these few launch weeks here. But um, I think I think overall, and most importantly, it's going to be a, a sort of like a like a, a learning thing for EA. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the thing I get from this game as well is that it was kind of an experiment and something that they were willing to sink yeah. money into. And it shows a shift in EA's thinking that mm. we have a game like this that is made when Battle when when EA first got the license, there was no way they were going to make a game like this. Um, it has Battlefront 2015 was definitely a smaller scale game mode, but it had that continued support. Um, and then I think. But with Battlefront 2 2017, fantastic game, but I think they spread themselves a little too thin uh, on yeah. the type of content that they wanted to add and the type of game that they wanted to be was way too big. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that game had a lot of um, development problems as well, for sure, like, along the way, Battlefront 2. Uh, I mean, I when mean, you have three company game dev companies working together on a single game, you're, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, but, but you think it had like a, what, a two-year, just over a two-year turnaround, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Um, they had, it, like, DICE lost a significant portion of its senior staff in the run-up to launch, which is arguably one of the most important um, periods for a game, because up until that point, the game is playable, but it doesn't look that great, usually. You know, um, there's usually lots of bock-outs and untextured things and stuff like that and i i'm if i 
yeah, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, a lot of the senior staff went off to form um, Embark, which is another um, oh, Stockholm yeah. studio. Um, apparently, they're working on something like really big and interesting. I can't wait to see that. But um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, um, Dice had to outsource a lot of the um, artwork stuff for Dice, or some of the sort of like, or like the technical artwork stuff. So like the the hair, for example, got outsourced hmm. uh, for a lot of stuff to the, uh, to Airship, I believe, in the UK somewhere. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it didn't have a great time in, in its last like six to ten months of yeah. development, yeah, uh, which definitely uh, didn't help. But like you said, the, it was a very um, broad game, ambitious game. Mm-hmm. And the the beauty of Squadrons as well is that it, it doesn't like it, it. It just goes to show that. It, you know, bigger isn't better and that they can focus on these kind of niche areas. Like we haven't had a we haven't had a game like Squadrons with Star Wars since, you know, like the old days of Rogue Squadron and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this is and it's such a you know, it really is a niche a niche market for like for gamers. But you know, there is a market out there for it. You know, a, a lot of people that I've seen in the Discord have come from games like Elite Dangerous and Ace Combat Seven and stuff like that. So it goes to show that they can kind of tap into those markets. I mean, ultimately, we kind of still need to wait a few months, see what the player base is doing after a few weeks, months, so yeah. on, and see what sales are like and stuff like that. Because there's still, because you know, it's all well and good saying, "Oh, reviews so far are fantastic. This is great." But how long are people going to be staying around? Are they only going to be sticking yeah. around for a couple of weeks? Are they going to be sticking around for months? Like, yeah, that's still to be determined. Like, like, like for example, um, on launch day. Because uh, I've been I've been keeping I've been keeping an eye on the Steam um, like in-game uh, like number. It tells you roughly how many yep. people are in the game currently on the yeah. on the hub. And on launch, I I saw it hit sort of around thirty to forty thousand people like playing at at that time. Um, and it sort of appears to have sort of averaged out at around six to eight thousand people. Uh, like at the time of the recording of this podcast, there is eight thousand. 876 people in game on Steam playing Squadrons. On, so that's, that's just on PC, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which is it's pretty probably, healthy for a game yeah. like this. It's good. To, it's probably um, important to say as well that like it's 11 p.m. currently in the UK. So yeah. probably a lot of European and UK player base will have gone to have like gotten off by now as mm-hmm. well. So it's still i mean that's still like pretty solid yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a very healthy number for a game like this it'll be interesting to see if they release any sales numbers i can't find the exact number for battlefront 2 but i believe they were they were pitching they're pitching mm-hmm. around like 12 million up, up around there for battlefront 2 at launch and it did i'm sure they updated it recently didn't they i can't Not find recently, anything but... on it um, let's see. By December well, twenty seventeen, the game has sold nine million copies, um, and they had hoped to sell ten million. Both Battlefront games sold. Yeah, both Battlefront games combined sold thirty three million yeah. copies. But obviously, that a lot of those I think would have obviously come from the first game because you know this was Battlefront. I know back, at at one point after the. Well, well okay. one after Battlefront two got added to PlayStation Plus. Um they had at one point indicative of the number of trophies earned in Battlefront 2. They had 14 million people play it. 
That's just on PlayStation. Well, it, it is. So based on the last numbers that EA gave us, um, sort of towards the middle to end of last year, um, they said that. So they said that the Battlefront game sold a combined thirty-three million units, and we already know that Battlefront two thousand fifteen sold twelve million units. So that leaves twenty-one million units sort of in a grey area, which I would assume is mostly Battlefront two. Yeah, and that was before the and, celebration edition. Yeah, that's that's units sold as well. So it doesn't it doesn't count uh, all of the free players on PlayStation Plus. And it was so in between these numbers and now the celebration edition came out. It was added to PlayStation Plus and it was added to Steam. Sorry, before we end, um, should we give some quick like rough ratings out of ten of what we think? Sure. Out of out of um, how many how many. Um, so from zero to ten um, uplink pods. <laughs> <laughs> How many uplinks, uplinks. is it? How many uh, what's the uplink bandwidth? Uplink stations. Wait, wait. Who, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I would give Star Wars Squadrons at launch. Um, the, I'm just I'm just judging the game of itself. I haven't played the the campaign. This is just the multiplayer in terms of my experiences with it, in terms of how much I enjoy the game. I would probably give it an eight to 8.5 that's pretty solid yeah i i've i've given it a a very tentative seven and a half okay based on the very little that i've played of it so far no that's fair um yeah i mean having played um almost half of the campaign um alongside the multiplayer i haven't really experienced too many issues as well so for me it's got to be like a solid eight and a half nine that's pretty good you you clearly like this game a lot (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly very happy. It, it's definitely exceeded my expectations. So, yeah, I'm. I'm, very I'm, I'm really. I, I'm really eager for this game to uh, excite me more. Uh, so collectively, yeah, if I play, play it more, of this panel, we give the game an eight point one six. Eight point one six. That's pretty very solid. Good. That's a, that's a good. I mean, like in terms of like game rating, that's considered very good. Definitely, a, like because like what a seven is like is what, what IGN would class as like a good game. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a yeah, that's a. Solid and just for score. reference, IGN gave the game an eight out of ten. Well, there you go. Very good. Thank you so much for joining. Links to everything will be down in the description. We are less than a hundred subscribers away from one thousand subscribers. Subscribe now. YouTube. Do it. Do it. You'll have to use the sound effect twice in this podcast now. Oh yeah, stage. that's that's what I'm looking for. All all the sound effects. All of the, all of the do it's.